Hey, Manager After God friends. Thank you for your continued faithfulness and listening each and every week. Jennifer and I have often shared with you about how important prayer is in the life of a believer. It's so important, in fact, that we're told this in 1 Thessalonians. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It is God's will for us to pray, and we want to inspire you to begin praying for your spouse and marriage every day. This world hates marriage, and so does our enemy because he knows the power that your marriage is meant to have in this world. He knows that if you and your spouse are praying and chasing boldly after God together, that the impact Christ will have in and through you will be powerful. So we need to be praying more than ever before. Our heart is to encourage you along with everyone who listens to this show to be praying for your spouses and your marriages, to be strengthened, renewed, healed, prepared, and empowered to do the ministry that God has for you to do in this world together. So, Jennifer and I would love to invite you to join the thousands of other couples in taking our 31-day marriage prayer challenge. This is a completely free and fun way to build a habit of prayer in your marriage. All you have to do to join is visit marriageprayerchallenge.com and fill out the registration form. Once you do that, you will begin to receive an email every day from us during the 31 days to not only remind you to pray for your spouse, but we'll also give you various topics and prompts to help you know what to pray for. We dare your marriage to start praying like never before. Start the challenge today at marriageprayerchallenge.com. Hey, we're Aaron Jennifer Smith, your host of the Marriage After God podcast. How do you determine what's important in your marriage? How do you navigate marriage when you and your spouse have different interests and hobbies? Today, we're going to explore the art of learning alongside each other to grow in things we love, sharing in the experience together, and nurturing our marriage relationship by choosing to like what each other loves. Today's episode is brought to you by our faithful patron team who have chosen to help financially support this show. Here's a shout out to some of our most recent patrons, Lakeisha L., Rachel S., Joy C., and Deborah C. Thank you guys so much for choosing to partner with us and blessing tens of thousands of couples with free daily prayer emails and this weekly podcast. We really appreciate you guys. If you have been blessed by the free Marriage After God content, we'd love to invite you to join our patron team. All you have to do is visit marriageaftergod.com forward slash patron. Welcome welcome back everyone (laughs) to another episode of the Marriage After God podcast. We're here to chat about things. <laughs> Important things? <laughs> Important things. But you have something to share first before we get into yeah, the topic. Yeah, well, last week, um, if you guys tuned in, I briefly shared, um, I think it was just a sentence actually, about my weight loss journey. I wasn't really prepared to share it, but it came up. And then mm-hmm. I was thinking about it after after we had already you know, launched the episode. Maybe they'd be interested in hearing a little bit more. I bet you they would. I mean, I would be encouraged to hear someone else's story, you know? So I thought if, if anyone out there is struggling in their health or their weight or their image or, or anything, I thought I would share a little bit about, you know, what I've been going through the last couple of months and actually a couple of years. And hopefully it will encourage you guys to, I don't know, maybe sometimes when we hear people's stories, something clicks and we're like, Oh, I should do that. I could do that. Or I should try that. Or I've been doing it. Maybe it will, you know, be just as accessible. But anyways, I wanted to go into it just a little bit briefly before we jumped into today's actual topic. Mm. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, because, well, I mean, it, this kind of goes with what we're talking about anyway, because this is something that you've been interested in, getting, True. getting healthy. Oh, yeah, and I didn't so think about that. Okay. I think it fits. Cool. Well, my journey starts um, about three years ago. Uh, it was right after we ha- I had Edith, who's our baby. So I haven't had a baby since Edith. And... I 
started, so I, I know I started having symptoms of like my thyroid, mm-hmm. um, having issues and I had already been previously diagnosed with Hashimoto's and it started flaring up after I had Edith and I, I started w- within like four or five months, I gained a lot of weight, mm-hmm. like crazy, like more than I had ever experienced before. And so I was at my heaviest without being pregnant or anything. I gained about 35 to 40 pounds of weight in a short period of time. Yeah. And I was very irritable. I was frustrated. I was even confused. Like, why is this happening? I don't feel like my eating habits had really changed. Nothing in my life had really changed mm-hmm. that drastically to, you know, be a cause other than my thyroid, which was a, you know, that was hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw a naturopath for that. But um, I remember just feeling really eager to start chipping away at it and, and help my body be healthy especially having five kids. Like I knew that was important to me that I was active and, um, and just felt really great. And so that next summer, Edie would have been one by this point. Um, I was able to, I started working out and I, I was able to lose the first like 10 pounds, Mm -hmm. but then it was like stall mode. Like I I remember being so frustrated because it didn't matter how much I worked out or the intensity. It was like, I couldn't break my next goal. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember you, you had encouraged me to just keep going and keep being diligent that it was a long game, you know, and, and just reminding you that the things you were doing were good for yeah, you. Yeah. They were yeah. so good. Even if they weren't working as fast as I wanted them to or anything like that. Um, so then, uh, oh, oh, we, and then there was about a year of our transition from selling the house to building this new one mm-hmm. and being in transition between other homes before we actually moved in. Yeah. Which made working out kind of it just, impossible. Everything was a yeah. little bit harder because everything seemed up in the air and our schedules changed a lot and stuff. So, and I actually, I got a really bad calf injury on both my calves. I pulled them at the gym. Like they, they were bruised and they took weeks and weeks to heal. So that really hindered my progress. Um, but then we moved into the house last fall and I remember having a conversation with you, Aaron, about how I, I just was really eager to continue pressing on and, you know, hitting my next goal. And I remember you, again, encouraged me, but also said, well, what else could you do? Have you thought about, you know, how you're eating? And I, I, I was convinced that I was eating pretty healthy and not very much. Well, we do eat healthy. That's something that we have worked on over the last several years, especially after having kids of having just a more consistently healthy diet, more whole foods and less processed stuff, eating out less so that we are, we do eat like the types of food we eat are really good, I think. But I I don't think that I was, um, I I wasn't paying close attention to how much I was eating, especially because I thought, well, if I'm working out this much, it probably doesn't matter. Right. Right. I just had this like about the Which I'm sure for some body types and some metabolisms is true. Yeah. (laughs) Well, for me, it wasn't working. And so you re- you reminded me about my fitness pill. It's an app where you can go track on there, calories. track your calories. And it, you, you basically load like, you know, height, weight, age, what your goals are. And then it will tell you like, you should be having this many calories every day. And then you yep. can go in and log in. Like every time you eat something, it'll tell you how many calories it is. And it uh, tracks for you. So I've been utilizing that and I was really hesitant at first because it felt like an inconvenience to me. Well, it's very tedious. It's tedious and it takes time. But the first thing I noticed right away is that I was eating a lot more than I thought I had been. 
And so that was kind of like a wake up, you know, just to keep paying attention. And then I started u- using the app um, to, you know, just help me stay within my range of what I was hoping to um, get Your calorie range. each day, my calorie range each day. And I started losing weight and I was still working out and everything. And it just felt really good to be able to, um, to reach my next goal. I was so excited. I could cry. (laughs) And then I kept hitting goals and it was like, Oh my goodness, this is working. So I've just kept with it. And I just told you the other day, I, I feel like I'm beating something like I've, like I've, like I'm winning something. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in some sort of competition with myself. I don't know, but it feels really good. If it, it feels like I have control over an area of my life that I've struggled with my whole life. Well, that's what I was going to say is you keeping track of your calories. I, I, the reason I brought up the calorie tracking to you a while ago is because I tried it. And it, when I did it uh, pretty consistently for several months, a handful of years ago, I got down to my lowest weight I mm. ever was. I got down to 185 and I'm, I'm six foot tall. And usually right now I have around two, two, two thirteen. Mm. Um, and so when you do it, you realize you you were telling me that you notice all the little times that you would just kind of like pick at the kids plates or like get yeah. the little snack and you just stop like doing it. I don't it. want to waste food. So I just mainly because yeah. you didn't want to have to input it. Not That's necessarily because you were avoiding the calories. Oh yeah. You're like, I just don't want to get my phone out and do yeah. so I'm not going to eat that, <laughs> that thing right now that yeah. whatever that is on the plate. Uh, so how, how many pounds have you lost since you've so started So I've this? lost 20 pounds just since the fall, 30 altogether, 35 altogether. And I feel really Which is great. Amazing. And you look I, amazing. Thank you. I feel really strong. I feel really healthy. I feel more confident and like I'm doing things that I normally wouldn't. And jujitsu is helping out. That's what I mean. That like normally yeah. I wouldn't have done something like that, but I just feel like I can, which is really cool. By the um, way, we're not, this is not an endorsement for my fitness belt necessarily. <laughs> it's an awesome tool to use, but <laughs> we just used it ourselves. Yeah. So no one asked us to talk about that. But. And then there was two more things that I really feel like helped specifically my body and my body type and my struggles with um, Hashimoto's and everything. And that's, I finally quit gluten, which before I was convinced that I could mostly quit eating gluten and then every once in a while have gluten-free stuff. And then, yeah. And then every once in a while, like I would have a bite of toast or, you know, well, I'm not doing that anymore. And my, the inflammation in my body is gone. Like, yeah, I feel really good in that respect. And then the other one is, um, limiting my caffeine, my coffee, which has been huge, Yeah, which is something I've been trying to do for the last couple of days. <laughs> I'm trying to limit my caffeine intake as well, but not because I have a thyroid issue, but you just like to change things up. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm getting older and I'm just wondering if I, I should just slow down on, cause I love coffee. So what's your alternative? Why don't you share that? Um, I'm drinking uh dandelion tea, which does not, I mean, it's, it I, I like, like it. It looks like coffee. <laughs> um, it doesn't quite do the same thing as coffee, but Does it taste like coffee? Nope. It doesn't taste <laughs> like coffee, but it's good. It's just different. It's called yeah. dandelion tea. You can look it up. I heard it takes a couple of weeks to adjust to that and get used to it. Yeah. So anyways, I, I really just wanted to share a little bit more with you guys because it's been three years of me struggling, pursuing, feeling defeated, and now finally in the last couple of months feeling like I'm gaining traction and feeling better about myself. Mm-hmm. And it's been a lot of hard work. And, and, you know, I just think that these things take time. And the investment is yeah. a big deal and it is inconvenient sometimes, but it's worth it because it's our body. Even when you don't see the results yeah. right away, it's good to just 
keep doing the right thing. Yeah. So, I mean, we're in, we're in March right now. If you had some goals for 2023 and, you know, starting out in January, February seemed difficult for you. Like, I just want to encourage you to keep pressing on, keep um, doing it. I think to be honest, I think a lot of people, if they, if they want to cut weight, like I think they should be, of course, exercising, lifting weights is a huge thing, but counting calories is a, it's a, it's an awesome thing to, like you said, take control. Like yeah. you can know what you're eating mm-hmm. and you and, can adjust it and you can adjust needed. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm really proud of you, babe. Cool. Speaking of what's important to us, uh, that's what we're talking about today is this idea that uh, sometimes we have different things that we like. Different interests, different pursuits. Hobbies might be a way of saying it, but it's not always hobbies. Yeah. It's just, it's different things. Some people love books. Some people love um, learning. Some Mm -hmm. people love like... um, uh, like me, crypto. So yeah. we're we're going to talk about these types of things and and how how to incorporate that and instead of just being bothered by your spouse's thing that you're not interested in. Like, oh, I wish you wouldn't do that because I'm not interested at all in it. Finding ways of like saying, hey, I want to be interested with you. Mm. So uh, sometimes I ask my friends, like, um, hey, when I'm sitting down thinking, what what should some of our podcasts be? What should mm. these episodes kind of focus on or highlight? And so I reached out to a friend. And I was just texting with her and I said, hey, you know, coming up, you know, for the podcast, what are some things that you'd love to hear? And she wrote back, um, what what is important, how to navigate what's important to your spouse when you're not interested. And so I'm excited to be able to tackle this for her. So why don't we first jump into some of our experiences with this, because we have experienced this exact thing, right? If you wanting, liking certain things, having certain desires and, and me on the other side with mine. So what, uh, has there been in my life? Like if you look at our marriage, has there been interests and hobbies or things that I've been um, interested in that you might not have been? And what was that like? Yeah. Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind, cause you, you did it for so long, not currently, but you did do it for a very long time. And that mm. was CrossFit. Yeah. Specifically. <laughs> um, I like working out and I like activity and having fun. It's just, it was not my style, but I did try it. I attempted it twice with you and yep. I felt so sick afterwards. <laughs> did you I ever remember. finish? You didn't finish the first time, like the, the I, class. I think I did. No, no, I, 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 I remember I was, maybe it was the second time, but I remember being one, one of the times with the kids and you oh, like, I think it was the second time. Cause I knew for sure. Forget it. Yeah. You're like, I'm, I'm not, not doing this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I was proud of you for trying. (laughs) (laughs) I just realized that it wasn't something I personally wanted to pursue, Mm. but I had the opportunity to support you in your pursuit of it. Mm -hmm. And I, I did like it and I, and I I went a lot and, uh, what was awesome is it wouldn't have worked if you didn't support me in it. Yeah. I do remember, uh, having to like emotionally, and mentally support you in that, making sure like, okay, you got your stuff ready, you, you're leaving, so I'm there with the kids at home. Um, I will say that um, going through that season with you, there were definitely times that heart issues arose, mm-hmm. that times where I felt jealous because you were so consistent in something and working out and looking great, and I was struggling in that. Um, but also the time, the investment that you were able to make because I was supporting you in that. And it was this weird twisted, like, I love that you're doing this, but I'm also like mad at you because you're doing it. And I had to work through those things. Um, I didn't always tell you when I was struggling, but there were times you did, you were really great about leaving that 
open door of communication where if I came to you feeling a certain way, feeling overwhelmed or feeling like you're doing this a lot, you would hear me yeah. and we would talk about it. Well, it was also during that season, you, you coming and trying was you trying to figure out if it was something that we could do together yeah. because we do want to do things together. Yeah. Um, and, and I actually remember that during that time, that's also when you started doing, going to a different gym yep. with a friend of ours. Mm -hmm. And even though it wasn't CrossFit with me, which we have, we have kids, it's hard to, I know. <laughs> it's hard to do at the same time. We figured out a way of making that work. Mm -hmm. Very similar to what we're doing now with jujitsu, where you go on one night and I go on another night and we're mm -hmm. trying to do that. Um, but you, it is a good way. And like, we're going to talk about this with, um, approaching your spouse's interests mm -hmm. is figuring out how we can do it together, yeah. how we can fit that in if, if, if so possible. Being willing to try new things and try, you know, whatever your spouse is experiencing will help you sift through and see if it's something that can be done together. Um, but also knowing realistically, not everything will be a match Which and is not true. being like surprised by that. It's true. You know? Um, so I valued it and you didn't, but you learned to value it. Yeah. Well, I found value in like it working for you and you feeling really happy in the community and the friendships that you were building and you'd come home and you'd want to talk about it. And that encouraged me. And it, it did make me feel good that you were so happy to invest your time and, and, you know, body in a way that made yeah. you feel good. And it was also something that benefited me physically and mentally. There was, a, there was a lot of benefits from it. Mm -hmm. So I think it, that makes it easier Yeah, because it could be a hobby that doesn't benefit me in that yeah. way. And that that's just another layer of totally difficulty in it. But so is there anything that I've been interested over the years that you weren't? <laughs> well, I mean, I, there's things that you're interested, you've been interested in that I used to be interested in maybe on some level when I was younger, but I've grown out of it and I don't really have any interest in it. One of them being music. Mm. Um, like I have no interest. Like when I listen to music, even I don't think about who it is. I don't think about anything about them, but you love music mm -hmm. and you always have. Um, and I, and you've always had a desire to be good at music. <laughs> musical. And yeah, musical you have. Uh, so putting our children in piano is a yeah. desire of yours. And, and, and I, it's a desire of mine also because I want them to be good at music. But for you personally, over the years, there's been... I've tried a handful of things. <laughs> yeah, and which is a part of this this journey, even though you didn't necessarily stick with all of them, mm -hmm. you wanted to. Yeah. You wanted to try things, and so violin was one of them. Yeah, so I did violin when I was younger in my teens, and so after we got married, we were living in Florida, and I asked Aaron if I could uh, pursue violin lessons again, and you let me for a little bit. And oh, it, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really challenging actually, and um, we ended up moving shortly after I started. So I only got a couple of lessons in, and then we moved to Canada. So um, that was one time. And then when we after we stuck our kids in piano, I was like, oh, maybe I should start there. And so because I thought it would help, you know, the kids. Yeah. So I did that for about six months, and I still fiddle with that. But piano uh, lessons. Uh, not with lessons, but just at our oh, piano yeah. at home. And then this last year, starting guitar. 
Yeah. So it's, it's been a consistent journey, even yeah. though the thing that the, the specifics J- of the journey, I think Jones is next. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> no, but guitar, like, so like I said, I, I don't have personally, I don't have any interest in like pursuing any of that. Um, I, I you don't like want to be in a band with me. I used to be, I used to want to be in one. I used to want to be musically inclined and I wish I did have like that natural bone in me, yeah. but I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would take a lot of extra work, but you, you're getting really good at guitar. Oh, and that's something that I've had to, just like you had to invest in me, I've had to invest in you get, getting you these, getting you instruments. When I tell you I found another kid's violin on Marketplace and, like, and why no. we need it. <laughs> I'm like, no, but getting you, the, getting you the guitar, getting you the tuner, getting you, uh, and then recently getting you actual lessons Yeah. and you coming home and having, thing, needing time to practice. Yeah. I was going to say the biggest thing for me is, um, where we live, the only guitar lesson in our area that was available was right at dinner time, middle of the week. And you've been so gracious to like let me go and take care of the kids and feed them. And yeah, I know it's a short period of time, but it really means a lot to me. But, um, but then on top of that, there's you know, just the, the invested time of you, you practice several times a, a week yeah. in bed before we go to bed. Yeah. Um, and then you'll ask me to listen to a song that you're practicing <laughs> and then. So I, I just walked in today and you were at the, at the computer with a YouTube <laughs> lesson and I was really impressed I with you. I was practicing my strumming cause that's been the hardest thing. But I could like go, going back to this idea, like because I'm not interested in it, I could be bothered by it. Mm. Like that's something that we could be in our flesh of like, why are you even doing this? Like, what are you going to be in a band? What are you like? I could have all these negative things. Have there been times that you have? thought or felt um maybe in the past with the vi- like when you were pursuing things that I I didn't see a follow through on yeah even though your your pursuit was consistent like you wanted to do music and it's you would bring it up every 4 months <laughs> like I want to be learning this I want to be learning this um but it, wanting you to do it mm-hmm. like enjoying that you're learning it and getting better at it and then also believing you can and encouraging you with it. And so it's a, it's a practice with me loving you in this journey that you are on mm-hmm. and me, and me participating in that way on the outside, mm-hmm. um, has been a really cool practice. And so what, what I'm saying is, is we could fight against it and be like, I don't think you should do this. And I think this happens a lot in marriages, well, I, especially with finances. Cause taking lessons is that's it. That's an expense buying an instrument. That's an expense. Um, and this is just one hobby, mm. one thing that I'm interested in and it does require much time and well, and think money. about this. We, we actually talked about this, um, many, many episodes ago about how we look at money and finances. If I don't value what you're doing, like if, if you want to, you want to play guitar and I don't value it. I'm like, no, what, what, what are you going to do? Learn this? What are you like? I'm not going to, I don't want to invest in it and I'm going to, I'm going to find reasons why I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Right. But often we value the thing that we want higher. Like, no, this thing that I'm, my hobby is important to me. And so we should invest money in that. And so we have a very um, uneven way of viewing our values. Yeah. And all we're encouraging in this, in this podcast is maybe we can look beyond our own self and say like, hey, this is actually valuable to them. How can I also value it? So- yeah, it's a big question to ask. And I think part of marriage is the exploration of figuring out how to do that. Exactly that. Yeah. 
Yeah, very cool. Well, uh, well, does it make you feel loved that I oh, yeah. that you get to do it and then oh yeah, you don't feel bothered by me or you don't think I'm bothered by it? Oh no, yeah. Well, and your encouragement to me is very huge. Like when you did walk in earlier, you're like, "You're doing it." <laughs> I just felt like, it sounded really good. Oh. I was I at first I thought it was the computer making the sound, and then I noticed you were doing it. I was like, "What in the world?" <laughs> so cool. Well, um, I briefly touched on this before years ago. Um, when it first came out because I was really impacted by it, but Jeremy and Audrey Roloff came out with a book called a love letter life. And in it, in one of the chapters is called the principle of sharing. And I really love it. I really love the way that they, um, addressed the principle of sharing in marriage and how you can essentially find something to like about what your spouse likes or loves because they do. Yeah. Um, and I think the the example in in their story was coffee. So if um, if one of them liked coffee the and the other one didn't, they could grow to love or like coffee because their spouse did. So the the adventure there and and the experience is trying to find what it is they love about it which I just like that perspective. Um, but they do quote uh, another book that they were really touched by called, hold on, I've got to turn the page, um, A Severe Mercy by Sheldon Van Auken. And I they quote that book in their book. So I, I started to be confusing. I want to read uh, what Sheldon and his wife, Davy said about this principle of sharing in marriage. It says this, if one of us likes anything, there must be something to like in it, and the other one must find it. That way we shall create a thousand strands, great and small, that will link us together. Then we shall be so close that it would be impossible, unthinkable, for e either of us to suppose that we could ever recreate such closeness with anyone else. And our trust in each other will not only be based on love and loyalty, but on the fact of a thousand sharings, a thousand strands twisted into something unbreakable." Pretty. That's yeah. really poetic, yeah. Yeah, I really love the way that they worded it. Essentially what they're saying is is f learning to love things that your spouse loves is just another way of connecting with them. Connecting. It's just another way of yeah. becoming one with them. Totally. Which is really important in marriage because you don't want to go year after year after year and feel like you don't know your spouse or feel disconnected from them. Mm -hmm. And so being able to share in these little moments and these little interests and these hobbies and these um, pursuits, it's a way of getting to know each other and experiencing one another by doing. And so we really love, that's a big part of our marriage, Erin, mm -hmm. and I've, I've really enjoyed being able to do that with you. Well, I think it's a theme for our marriage, because if you remember going back to my proposal to you is I just said, what, whatever we do, I want to do it with you and with God. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so everything on some level, like we don't do everything together, but over the years we've found ways of, and it wasn't that always this way. There was times that we got bothered by each other's interests yeah. and hobbies. Um, but trying to work through those and sometimes uh, just a caveat Sometimes hobbies and interests need to go away. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a reality. Um, and there could be many reasons for that, whether the hobby and interest is an unhealthy one or um, you, it's not financially feasible or 
time constraints or there's yep. a, many different things. So we're not trying to say that you should accept everything and everything should always be supported, supported perfectly. Yeah. There's going to be some hard conversations. We're talking about in general, your spouse is going to have interests that you are not necessarily interested in. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's sports. You know, if you have a husband that loves football, I, I don't like watching any sports, but Jennifer does I sometimes. Do. <laughs> <laughs> so I can uh, learn to love some of the things that you love. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So over the years, there's been, uh, I've been interested in paintball, you know, and yeah. you, you got into that. You kind of, did you meet me around at that time? I met you around that time and I wasn't interested in paintball at all. But you were interested I, in me. I was interested in you. <laughs> and so I'd go to your competitions just to watch you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's not something that I would ever. And you pursue. loved spending time with your family a lot. And guess what I was doing a lot? Spending time with you and your family yep. <laughs> all the time. Uh, so we found common ground and, uh, and one thing that we both loved from the beginning was going to the movies. Oh yeah. When we were doing, um, and that's been a big bummer over the last handful of the years because I feel like <laughs> movies have just gone downhill. So we don't go often <laughs> anymore, but that's something that we did. Another thing that we did together was volunteering in youth group and, and being youth leaders ministry. in our church and ministry. ministry. And now sitting here next to you talking to them, like we, we try, we try to do everything together, even though not everything can be done together, mm -hmm. but we do have a desire to to have similar interests well, or to at um, least enjoy each other's interests. Yeah. I feel like we've had eyes for each other to, to seek out and see like, what, what can we do together and what do we like to do together? Yeah. Um, some of those things are, you know, photography. We did photography for a long yep. time, uh, writing. Well, that was something that I was interested in first. And then you started getting interested because of me and then started asking me to teach you. And we started going oh, to yeah. do things together. And then we started a business together. Yep. And like, that, that was really cool. So same with writing. That was something I've always been interested in since a child. And that was something you grew in as. Cause I had, I had zero interest. Yeah. 12 books later. But as, yeah, look at that. <laughs> look at you. So cool. Um, so yeah, so our bottom line is is spending time together, spending quality time together and connecting in those ways and letting those experiences that we share help us to grow in our understanding and, and just knowing each other on a deeper level. Yeah, which I think it has. And it also allows for a lot more fun and excitement and yeah. differences and uniqueness. And It gives us something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it gives us something to talk about. So what are some practical ways husbands and wives can seek to learn how to love what their spouse loves? Well, first off, I mentioned earlier that uh, like with your pursuit of CrossFit, how sometimes when a spouse gets really into something and it requires a lot, um, there could be some heart issues stirred up in us of frustration or jealousy or mm -hmm. uh, resentment. Yeah, name name it, okay? Um, and so what I think is really cool about these suggestions that we're going to give right here, these practical ways of, of supporting each other and learning how to love what each other loves, is it kills those things. <laughs> it kills it's like those, the opposite. Yeah, it kills those, those negative heart issues um, wrestlings. Um, and so I think these are really powerful. Why don't you share the first one? So invite yourself into it. 
Don't be afraid to ask to tag along. So if your spouse is going to, let's say your spouse loves rock counting. That's something that people in Oregon do. Um, I don't know if anyone's heard of that before, but you look for (laughs) these rocks that you crack them open and they have geodes on on the Mm -hmm. inside of them. We actually want to take our kids to do that this summer. We tried doing it last year and it was was, um, flash flooding in the area. So we couldn't go do it, but we should do it this year. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, let's say they, they, that's something they love doing. Like, Say, hey, can I go? Yeah. Or if you're the spouse <laughs> that's doing it, invite your spouse along with you. Yeah. Hey, would you like to come join me in this? It's a simple little thing. Um, and may- maybe they'll be caught off guard the first time because maybe you had nothing, wanted nothing to do with it before. <laughs> and maybe they'll be like, uh, maybe, sure, I guess. Um, what's the, the next one? Ask them questions about it that will help you learn about it. Yeah, this is actually a, this is a big one. Just simply asking your spouse about their interest truly wanting to hear them talk about it. Uh, in the process, in the process, you get to have a good conversation. So think, think about how often you're sitting with your spouse and you're like, man, we have maybe, maybe you don't have nothing to talk about because you're, you talk about everything or you, you have everything in common, Mm -hmm. you know, kids work, all things. It gives you something to talk about and you get to hear them Mm -hmm. and you, you're inviting them to share with you and open up their heart and talk about something that they love. And people love talking about things that they love. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think too, just like joy's kind of contagious where, you know, someone's laughing, having a good time. You, you want to have a good time. You want to laugh. So when someone's talking about something passionately or like excited with enthusiasm, it's hard not to just Mm -hmm. jump in and like, yeah. (laughs) And I want to encourage everyone listening also to become good question askers. Um, we've been, we've been told before cause we would meet new people and have them over for dinner. And Jennifer and I would just sit there asking real questions like, well, how'd you guys, you know, get to that conclusion? Oh, you know, when, when did you decide that that was going to be good for your life or, or how did you, you know, make your way to that state? Like, and they're like really engaged and they leave and they're like, man, I've, you asked us really good questions. <laughs> um, but it, it, it shows the other person that you, that you're interested in them and that you love them, that you want to know them. And so asking questions is a really powerful way of connecting. The next one is just give time for it. So make it, uh, feasible during your week for your spouse to jump into that thing that they really love or learn, learn about it. Um, and also making time for you guys to do it together. So think ahead, you know, if you need a babysitter or whatever, make it happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Make it happen and make time for it. That's good. Um, investing, the next one is investing into it using money to support an interest. It's a sacrifice of love. Yeah. So uh, maybe it takes saving. Maybe you say, hey, we're going to, I'm going to stop getting this coffee once a week or, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put this money aside mm-hmm. so that you can, we can do yeah. this thing together and it's not going to make us go into debt mm-hmm. and it's not going to hurt us this way. We're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to save. So it's something to look forward to. And it shows that I want to invest in it yeah. with you on some level. Again, always the caveat going back to like, if it's something that is not financially feasible in the season, maybe it's not the season for it. And you guys mm-hmm. should talk about that. But mm-hmm. if it is putting money aside is way smarter than yeah. just throwing credit cards at it. <laughs> and sometimes things are just for a season. And so maybe going into it with that perspective of like, we, we can budget it, we can't fit it in the budget, but only for six months and yeah. being able to compromise with each other is a really big one and communicate about, okay, what can we do? Mm-hmm. You know, last one, um, of course, not the least, and it's all probably, there's probably another whole list of what we could add to this, but, but this one probably feels the best. Yeah. <laughs> encourage them. 
to keep going. Yeah. And, but not just keep going, but encourage them in the process of, of that, how you enjoy watching them grow in that, how you enjoy watching them use that skill or that knowledge or whatever that is that they're doing. Mm-hmm. People that we love to be encouraged. Yeah. Like, did it feel good? You said it when I came in and I was yeah. like, wow, you're doing awesome. Um, or when you, you were the other day you were playing a song and I started singing the song in the other room. I was like, you know, it. you're like, you're you recognizing the song. <laughs> <laughs> um, so encouraging them, uh, goes a long way and, and letting them know that you, you love them mm-hmm. and all of their interests. You love everything about them. You know, and here's what I mean when I earlier said that, you know, doing these things will kill some of those negative feelings you have when they arise. Um, if, if your heart is in a place where you're, you know, kind of stewing at home frustrated because they're at the gym again, or they're doing whatever, name it. Um, and instead you're able to have self-control in that emotion and say, even though I feel this way, when they get home, I'm going to encourage them. And the words come out of your mouth. Hey, keep going. Or hey, how to go to go, yeah. And you try and engage in that way. And you listen and you hear. And you can also pray about your heart. Like pray that God changes your heart so that you can keep supporting your spouse. I think those are mm-hmm. ways that you can help yourself navigate this. And if your spouse truly believes and knows that you support them and love them and, and are excited about these things that they're excited about. If there needs to be like, we're, we're, we're just about to talk about this. Like if something's getting in the way, if this interest is, is too much, like let's say I was going to the gym every single day and it started getting in the way of our, our actual life and our relationship, then it, it allows that opportunity to say, Hey, I don't want to stop you from doing this, but how can we make a change? Because it's kind of getting in the way of this and this. Yeah. And so instead of a, I hate that you do this, you need to stop. It's a, Hey, I love that you do this, but can we make some adjustments? Yeah. How can we compromise? Like you were bringing up a second yeah. ago of compromising. Um, and which leads me to this question of like, should our individual interests ever get in the way of the other important things? And that's kind of rhetorical. Um, is that like they, you mean what happens when an interest or a hobby impedes on life? On parenting, on Everything. our marriage, on on work, on our finances, on our time, all the things. Because mm-hmm. um, those are things that we should consider mm-hmm. in thinking about these. Because we, we never want to, again, we're not blanket saying like, if you have an interest, it's valid. <laughs> no. And it should be justified and it should be supported. I think supported. boundaries are important. And that means that goes back to communication and being both sides, being open to digging into those conversations of, hey, let's evaluate how mm-hmm. is this working for us? And, and being willing, if you're the spouse that's pursuing something, you, you got to do it humbly. You got to do it in a way that honors your family and, and doesn't take advantage of them. Well, we should never have our personal ancillary interests, the things that are like extracurricular, those should never have priority uh, in our life. Um, and so we got to consider that Philippians two verses three and four say, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Mm-hmm. And this goes for the, for both concepts yeah. that we're bringing up, this idea of how you can enjoy the interests of your spouse, mm-hmm. but also as the spouse with the interest, with the hobby to say, I'm not going to elevate this above my yeah. my wife's interests or my yeah. husband's interests. And I'm going to let that be held loosely because I love my spouse 
and I want to look to their interests also. That's really good. Um, and so we, we need to be thinking about those things of, of just holding these things loosely mm-hmm. and knowing that we can enjoy things. We can have interests and things that we want to pursue and, and bettering ourselves and being creative and when you name it. Um, but we do have to consider those things along the lines of all the things mm-hmm. that are more important in our life, more valuable and not just saying, nope, this is my interest and you got to accept it. Yeah. Well, speaking of the most valuable, the most important mm-hmm. thing, we're going to do a little transition here and just chat spiritually on how do we enjoy or learn to love what God loves? So obviously this is a marriage podcast and we focus on the marriage relationship, but it's also really important to address individually, how are we responding to God and in our relationship with him, that intimacy, that connection, that closeness, um, how do we enjoy to learn to love what God loves? Mm-hmm. So the question would be is why would we care to explore and know what God loves? Because like you could think like, oh, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I, I love God. And okay, I have all these things that I'm going to focus on in my life and I have my everyday thing. But why would we want to know what he loves? I think if we love him, if we say that we love him and we do truly desire to grow close to him, then we should stop to consider. Kind of like with your spouse. Yeah. Yeah. It's a laying down of your own self and mm-hmm. putting his interests above your own. <laughs> so the answer would be because we love him. Yeah. We would like, because I love you, mm-hmm. I want to pursue in, in your interests and understand you and know you. Yeah. So when we participate in what he loves... It, it helps us know him better. Yeah. First John 4.19 says, we love because he first loved us. So he initiates. Yeah. We reciprocate. Yeah. Right? So he, he loves us. So we know how to love. Um, and simply because we love him and want to grow in our relationship with him, we are motivated to consider what does he love? And do I love it too? Yeah. Because I think, I don't think, I, we should love what God loves. And to do that, we need to find out what he loves and search it out. And his word, his word is what tells us that. Yeah. Second Corinthians nine, seven says each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. So knowing this, that God loves a cheerful giver, we can also love a cheerful giver. Yeah. We could also be a cheerful giver. There's a lot to it in putting our mind to and understanding what God loves. Well, and if you consider what this says, so there, there's tons of scripture in the Bible that you can look up to just dig into who, what God loves. Okay. Um, we, we pulled a few just to, just to kind of give us a little primer, but if God loves a cheerful, cheerful giver, does that mean God just wants you to give? No. I'm quiet. Cause I'm waiting for you to answer your own question. No, yes, it's Okay. <laughs> No, it's not that he just loves givers like, oh, just give and do it with a uh, frustrated, bitter heart and give as little as possible. And when you give judge how you're giving it. And no, he wants a, he loves cheerful givers all throughout the old Testament, all throughout the new Testament. When it comes to giving, it's of willing hearts. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this a a handful of episodes ago about how we give. Mm -hmm. And so we can ask God, say, God, I want to be a cheerful giver. Teach me how to be cheerful in my giving, in my generosity, in whatever that looks like. And so that's that's one thing we can say, oh, God, we know God loves that for sure. And if I'm not that, let's figure that out. Why don't you read the next one? 
Psalm 37, 28 says, For the Lord loves justice. He will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the children of the wicked shall be cut off. So another thing, God loves justice. He loves it when people are treated rightly. Okay, so we can, I don't want to play off of modern day definitions of justice, but justice is, it's fairness, it's rightness, it's impartiality. It's, I'm not treating you differently than I treat that person because of, the, of the, your position or your occupation or, no, I, I, I treat you with fairness and equality and I'm not partial. Mm-hmm. I'm impartial. I try and, and essentially I treat everyone as if they are made in the image of God. Yeah. And I love them because God loves them. That's what God wants. He loves that kind of justice that I love. I love people. So the next one going to people, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So if God was willing to send his only begotten son for the world, for the people that he created in this world, I think I should love people. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like God loves them. Don't you think, what do you, do you like, th- this is something that right now we see in the world. There, there's very little love left, mm-hmm. R- true godly love for people. And so, and then I think it goes, especially for those who claim the name of Christ. I think if I claim to be a lover of Jesus, then I should love those who love Jesus with a deep, deep brotherly affection and sisterly affection that they're like, they're part of my family. Uh, so first John four twenty and 20, four, 20 through 21 says, if anyone says I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God who he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. So God's, God's telling us, if you're going to love me, you have to love my people. <laughs> yeah. You have to, there's no way around it. You can't love me and not my, my son's bride, the, mm-hmm. the bride of Christ. You cannot say we are followers of Jesus and a part of his body, but avoid the body <laughs> of Christ. Um, and I brought this up last week and this is the last point I want to make. Um, I think this one point is so important. It's something that we need a revival in the church that, that the people in the church, the people of God have a revived and fresh love for the bride of Christ, for the people of God that we don't avoid each other. We don't oust each other. We don't, we, we seek to bring peace and, and bring people in and support and love. And so, yeah. Very cool. There's a lot of scripture that, um, gives insight into what God loves. And one of the things that I was thinking about as you were talking was, you know, that God, um, loves when we share the gospel. God loves when disciples are made mm-hmm. and when um, people come to know him. And we got to share in an experience with him when we did missionary work and we traveled, we went to Africa, mm-hmm. we went to Brazil, and we had all these interactions with other people and in sharing the gospel in that way and seeing in different parts of the world people coming to know him. And I felt like, I feel like in thinking about this concept of what, you know, what is God love, I feel like we got to partake in a part of God's heart for the world yeah. in that way. And that was, re- that was really cool. It was cool. And it was very eye opening. And going back to this whole church thing, just realizing that God has his church everywhere Yeah, and that we're a part of it Yeah, and we get to love it. 
So, Amen. So I just want to encourage everyone listening that you should love what God loves. Cool. So if anything, go have a conversation with your spouse and talk about this idea of like, what does God love? What do you love? What do I love? And how can we do all this loving together? <laughs> yes, that's good. <laughs> Well, um, at the end of every episode, we encourage you guys with a little growth spurt. This is just a challenge, something that you can go and do this next week. Um, This month of March, we're focusing on um, springing into fun and doing a fun activity on your next date night. So Aaron and I actually did this last week. We had so much fun. I went out of my way to take him to this really cutesy little art art, place. I was going to put this up earlier. And it has like all these ceramics or you can paint on wood and you basically Definitely just pick more, whatever you more want. your paint. style. Yeah, I loved, loved the idea. Um, and as soon as we walked in, he's looking around and he looks over at me and he's like, so do you know there's like this virtual reality place right down the street? I'm like, you don't want to do this? And he's like, no, no, we can. You choose. I'm like, what? So, hint, hint, hint. So I, it was totally fine because I didn't have anything like booked or reserved or anything. Yeah. And I'm just planning on taking you there next time. Okay. <laughs> but um, but it we was did cool. go do VR with each other. And that we was also did arcade. Um, the arcade was awesome. Yeah. They had like all these. That was arc- also more your style. You're really good that. at the arcade stuff. Yeah. I was I was very impressed with you. I was uh, like, how often have you been at arcades? Man, I played a lot of video games in my uh. life. Um, but anyways, that was a cool little fun experience with you. I played Fruit Ninja on the VR. <laughs> I didn't get to do that one. Oh, I'm going to do it next time. It's cool. All right. We're going to end with prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for creating us so uniquely. Thank you for the interests we have and the way our interests give us fun ways of connecting in marriage. We pray we would never let our interests get in the way of what is most important. We do hope that we grow and learn together as we experience fun things that we love to do. May you be glorified as we pursue these interests together and navigate with love and respect. In Jesus' name, amen. people who have been blessed by this free podcast and our free daily marriage prayer emails and who want to help be a blessing to others. Creating and hosting this podcast and sending out our daily emails do incur financial cost. And we want to invite you to join our faithful patron team to help financially support these resources so that they can remain free for all who need them. Please join our patron team today and become one of the faithful financial supporters who desires to help bless thousands of marriages around the world. Your support will help us pay for the creation, hosting, and promotion of our podcast and daily emails. Thank you, and we hope to see you become a Marriage After God patron.